guys, and welcome to Fic Jokes. I would like to apologize immediately why, for why what Briar? Quinn's going to why? do. Why? Why, Briar? It's... So today, Quinn and I went to an animal shelter. We did. And we pet some cats, and we, we cried because we didn't have a cat. And we couldn't pet all the cats, by the way. Yeah, we couldn't pet all the cats. They didn't let us. It was very sad. Stop jingling, please. I won't. Anyway, we decided we're going to get a cat when we can afford it, and for now, we started, like, getting the supplies, including a collar. Yeah, very sparkly collar. Has residue on my hands because it's a dollar store collar. Point being, it had a bell on it. It doesn't have a bell on it anymore. Instead, the bell is here to annoy you. Yeah. This is great audio content. Why wouldn't it be Briar? For real, please, though, no. Please. I can use it to emphasize whatever I need emphasis on. Welcome to Fic Jokes. This is good audio, Briar. I don't like this audio. Here, let me get real close to the mic. It's not even very loud. Just please stop. Okay, I'll use it only in the most important bits. Okay. Anyway, welcome to Fic Jokes, the Hi. podcast where we read and discuss fan fiction. Hi. I'm Briar. Hi, I'm Quinn. I'm I'm Quinn, probably. And we are the two people who read fan fiction for you and discuss it. Well, there are more people who read fan fiction, for the record. We are the only two. <laughs> anyway, point being, welcome to fake jokes. Mm-hmm. So we've been reading My Immortal, which has been an adventure. Oh, so fun. But it's also emotionally exhausting to read that fic. <laughs> Because it gets pretty yikes. Brings me back to the good old days. Oh yeah, the, the good old days. The good old days. Anyway, we are going to take a break from My Immortal. Today, we reached out to a few of our favorite fic authors. A few of Briar's favorite fic authors. Yeah, that's just because you refuse to reach out to any of refused? your favorites. I, what do you mean refuse? I, I talked to one person. Okay, yeah. Just didn't get back to you. But, I mean, we got permission for like... A fic that both of us like. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we now have a few fics that we get to read to you with permission. And we're going to start with one of my favorite fics that I rec just recently found. And that I never read before. Quinn has not read this before, so it'll be an <laughs> adventure for them. But it's called Thread Our Way Through a String of Stars. And who, was it, who wrote it, Briar? It's by Steel Thighs Void Eyes. On AO3. On AO3. And what's their Tumblr? teethslings.tumblr.com. We'll put the links in the show notes. We have show notes? Yeah, we have show notes. Oh. Have you not listened to our podcast that we made with our own seven hands? Why would I willingly listen to my own voice? Solid point. I don't even know why I said last week. What did we do last week? We read more of My Immortal. Huh. Weird. Anyway, I'm gonna... Screen. You're highlight. You're gonna highlight the. You're just gonna highlight random words on this webpage. So we are on Ao3 Archive of Our Own, our favorite fan fiction reading site. It's way better than fanfiction.net. We've discussed this. Yeah. So I want to start by introducing you to the summary and the fandom. Whoa. Now the fandom. <laughs> It's oh. going to be a great discussion, but we'll get to that in a minute. I'm not involved in the fandom, but I hear bad things about it. Yeah, it's 
Hmm. We'll discuss that later in the show. <laughs> right now, I'll just tell you, it's a Voltron Legendary Defender, or as I like to say, Leg and Dairy Defender. Um, fanfic. You know what should be Leg and Dairy Defender? Steven Universe. This is true. <laughs> We've seen the leg that comes with dairy, if you know what I mean. What? What you I'm mean? talking about the butt, Briar. That's the dairy. The butt. How is that dairy? <laughs> Thick. <laughs> like milk? No. I don't need to explain myself to you, Briar. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're reading a Voltron fic today. <laughs> um, I'd like to read you the summary. All right. Lance is a humble astrophysics student trying to conduct research, which Sounds turns big. out to be a bit difficult to do when he finds a strange guy sitting in his customary research spot. A strange guy looking for aliens, no less. Lance isn't going to stand for this. Okay. I really enjoy this pick a lot, but I'm also like, I am, I love Clance very much. They're my boys. I think it's fine. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> But, um, this was one of the first fic authors that we contacted, and the- Bless you. This was one of the first fic authors that we contacted, and one of the first to get back to us, so we decided to read it first. Yes. Contacting people scares me very much. I never want to do it again. It is terrifying. So please send us your recommendations instead. Also, and get ha- approval let, from them. Yeah, let it come with permission, because I don't want to go through that. Yeah. It's- draining to do and a little bit terrifying so if you're willing to do it for us or submit your own fan fiction you can do that on our twitter fic jokes or email us at ficjokes at gmail.com it's astonishing to me that we have both of those that's valid so we've read the summary we've told you the fandom should we give a brief um Summary of Voltron Legendary Defender, just... Um, I'll give a summary I know. Okay. So there are these, like, guy. There are these, like... How many of them are there? One, two, three, four... And yep. Shiro. That's five. Yeah, but, like, Shiro... I was gonna say there's four kids and Shiro. Who's okay. probably their dad. Shiro's an adult. He's a fully grown man. <laughs> Who's probably their dad, again. Yeah. Um... They're, they go in space with lions. Robot lions. This was a cartoon initially made in the 80s. So that's why the space lions are lions. Yeah. It's really great, though. They basically fuse together. I was going to say Voltron style, but like, they, that's... They fuse to make a humanoids robot. Yeah, the lions combine into one. Um, then they fight space crime? Yeah, they fight space crime. They, they do space revolution. Good. That's It's cool. really good. I highly recommend it up to and excluding season seven. Have you even seen season seven? I refuse to see season seven, and you know why. Well, yeah, I'm just saying you should watch it before you can truly despise it. Alrighty. So there's our quick summary of Voltron. Do we want to read notes? Um, sure. Alright. What do the notes look like? I can't read that. It's too far away. Okay, I'll read the notes and we can delete it if we don't want it. I want to thank Kai at Intergalactics for encouraging me to rate this fic, cheering me on throughout, and betaing it despite how long it is. 
Disclaimer, I don't own Voltron or the characters. The plot is entirely my own. Disclaimer number two. Lance and Keith are both not white and neuroatypical. If you have any concerns with the way I've written them, feel free to let me know and I'll go in and edit. Disclaimer number three, I made up like 90% of the science in this. <laughs> Please don't hold me accountable to it. That's a big mood. That's me with my Full Metal Alchemist fic, honestly. <laughs> hey guys, this is Briar from the future. I didn't know how to pronounce Jimenez. And I didn't notice you were pronouncing it wrong somehow. Yeah, so I'm going to go back and record myself saying Jimenez and replace what I actually said, <laughs> which is stupid. <laughs> so, just to let you know. Um, edit, I've changed Lance's real last name to Jimenez because I went back to look at common Dominican surnames and felt this worked better. It was also really lazy for me to just use Sanchez, and I apologize for that. I guess that, that goes for more more for just the people who read it before that change, but... Um, please excuse all spelling and grammar mistakes I may have made. Enjoy! Alrighty. Do you want to start reading or do you want me to? Just a sec. Alright, sounds like Quinn's gonna knit instead I'm of doing, podcast. I'm doing the loops. I can listen. I can listen. And talk at the same time. And I can do the... Um, I can do this. Alright, looks like I'll be reading while Quinn knits. I'm doing the loops. Alrighty. <clears throat> Let's begin. Alright. Tell me all about it, Briar. Lance Jimenez is a dreamer. It's what everyone he's ever met in his life has told him at least once. Even that lady draped in fake Hawaiian lays, probably having collected one in every color offered, told him on the street in New York while his family had been on vacation. Really, all you had to do was wait for the kid to open his mouth, and you knew that it wasn't just his head that was in the clouds. He practically lived in a mansion with 300 acres of property up there. Normally, being called a dreamer is a comp compliment, and Lance had taken the label as such for the first 13 years of his life. It implied creativity, ingenuity, enthusiasm, and everything modern society claims is needed in today's young entrepreneurs and visionaries. Visionary. That's the word of the day. The, crew, the true catch here. A visionary is someone with goals, someone who can forge a path and lead society down it to a more wondrous and glorious future. A visionary is a trailblazer and has the power to contribute to society more than the average person could ever hope to. As established earlier, Lance is a dreamer, which is apparently not the same thing as a visionary, according to, well, everybody. Lance the dreamer found this out the hard way when he decided to take part in his high school science fair as soon as he had started the ninth grade. You go, Lance. You do that, uh, sci science. Probably. <laughs> I love this. Okay, I love. Before before we continue, I really really love the way Lance is written in this. Like it's perfect, and I love him. Anyway, it's too improbable, kid. You have big dreams, but they just aren't very attainable. Maybe science isn't your thing. Have you considered visual arts? You lack vision, son. Come back to me when you prove you have one. Okay. Okay, but did that last one even mean? Of course he had vision. How else had he collected five months' worth of data and managed to run several, albeit inconclusive, statistical analyses? Oh, get him. Well, your ideas are kind of out there, his older brother says. What he means is that you dream a bit big sometimes, his father interjects. Way too big, his younger sister mumbles. I mean, we have a separate room in the house for all your fail- All of your ideas, his mother corrects. You're a dreamer, Lance. It's what you do. 
The damage had been done, though. If the world didn't want his dreams, then fine. He could stick it to the cold, hard science. He could learn mechanically and just focus on getting good grades. He could conduct research and come up with only minuscule breakthroughs. His dream now was just to be the best in all of this. So here Lance is in college, currently studying astrophysics. It's a field that's explored through concrete physics and mathematics, while also having unlimited research opportunities, like, unlike biology, where everyone's trying to cure cancer. It's absolutely perfect for Lance. Over the course of two years, while Lance has kept his grades in top shape and has made some very good friends, his ability to dream big has been doled down by routine, stress, society, and the American education system. He's great at conducting research and absolutely loves fieldwork, but when it comes to topics of research, he's been falling dangerously flat. This is where our story truly begins. Alright, so there's a, pa- a break. There's a page break. There is. So what do you think so far? I like... I like how it does the writing. (laughs) I like how the words go. I like how you worded that. Well, what do you want me to say? Oh, I like how it's written. That's lame. Okay. Page break. Lance trudges across the slightly uneven ground. Equipment break... What? (laughs) Equipment break? Oh, no. That poor equipment. (laughs) Equipment fix. I... (laughs) called fic jokes not briar can't read jokes well that's part of the jokes rip all right lance trudges across the slightly uneven ground equipment kit in one hand and a thermos full of french vanilla flavored coffee in the other God, it's I the middle me. <laughs> it's the middle of october and this trek has become routine for him over the past month the third year research project proposal he had submitted to professor Coran at the beginning of the year required that he go out into the field every night to photograph the sky Normally, Lance is never one to go out and sit by himself for a few hours at a time because the silence and his own thoughts have the power to drive him nuts. However, he'd scouted out this amazing plateau 20 minutes away from campus that overlooked the desolate but eerily beautiful New Mexico landscape and gave anyone access to a vast and unpolluted night sky. It hadn't taken him long to declare that as his research area, and soon enough, it had also become one of his favorite places to be. Lance smiles to himself, feeling the warm and familiar excitement over his nightly experience bubble up inside of him, pulling his tarp out, setting up his telescope, and enjoying a hot beverage while listening to his favorite Latin music radio station on Spotify. He's already jamming to a tune in his head, walking with a rhythm and spacing out in a nice bliss. (laughs) He's spacing out. Oh my god. (laughs) In a nice bliss, when he halts abruptly just as he's heading onto the plateau. His fantasy of a lovely night is suspended in midair as he squints into the distance suspiciously. It eventually comes crashing down when his suspicions are confirmed. There is something, somebody, sitting in his research area. His spot. It's me. (laughs) And that's Quinn. Quinn's sitting in the spot. Lance crosses the last few meters to the edge of the plateau in an outright rage march, sand and dust flying in a visual representation of his determination to give this intruder a piece of his mind. (laughs) standing in a field yes (laughs) and it's a plateau (laughs) well okay (laughs) hey you he calls out watching the silhouette of the other person hey you he calls out watching the silhouette of the other person startle and turn around what do you think you're doing watch it the other person a guy lance thinks yells out as he holds out a hand in a very obvious stop-walking gesture. Lance stops, annoyed at this guy's audacity to interrupt him, when he hears a groan of metal beneath his shoe. 
Shifting his foot and looking down, Lance sees that he stepped on some bulky mini computer of sorts. Great. Is this Orin High School Host Club now? (laughs) (laughs) You broke the computer, now you gotta work for me. It's valued at 8 million yen. (laughs) Great, you've messed it up, the boy grumbles, getting up from his original spot to squat in front of the mini computer. Now I have to recalibrate it. Keeping his eyes trained on the boy crouched near his feet. Lance can't help but scoff. He'd have folded his arms for more dramatic flair if they weren't already occupied. Maybe I wouldn't have stepped on it if you weren't, you know, in my spot. (laughs) The boy frowns as he continues to tap on the mini computer's keyboard for a few more seconds, much to Lance's chagrin. And then... Chagrin. What? How do you pronounce it? I, well, I just said, I just heard, like, chagrin. 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 I mean, I I know it's pronounced like chagrin, but it's, I meant, prior, I just mentally pronounced it like chagrin. Like. Chagrin. Yeah, it's pronounced chagrin, but. Chagrin. I, Briar, I know this. Chagrin. Briar, I know this. This is wrong. It's chagrin. It's chagrin. Chagrin. No, Briar, it's not chagrin. chagrin. It's chagrin. 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 Either way is fine. Yeah, I'm, I, sh- I just thought you said chagrin, and also I do <laughs> mentally pronounce it like chagrin. <laughs> anyway. Or chagrin, if you want to do the cha-cha slide or whatever. The boy frowns as he continues to tap on the mini computer's keyboard for a few more seconds, much to Lance's chagrin, and then stands up to face him. He's about two inches shorter than Lance, East Asian with smooth skin, a face that looks comfortable in a frown, and... Is that a mullet? It better be. <laughs> what? Do you have something against mullets, Briar? Yes. I'm really offended because is... I would I would have a mullet if I could. Actually, I will grow my hair into a mullet now. You're... I will. It hurts me to say I this, will. but you're valid. <laughs> <laughs> How is this your spot? It's public land last I checked. Except I already laid claim to it like a month ago, Lance retorted, gesturing wildly at the emotion- at- What? (laughs) Gesturing wildly at the equipment kit in his left hand. So it's now private property, strictly for very important research purposes. The other guy folds his arms now, raising a very disinterested eyebrow. Yeah, well, let's see your permit. You have one, right? Since you're apparently a private landowner. Oh, so that's how it's gonna be. (laughs) Lance sets his equipment kit on the ground, silently relieved he doesn't have to carry it anymore, and mirrors the other guy's folded arms as best he can with a thermos in his hand. Ever heard of first come, first serve? Or finders, keepers, losers, weepers? Lance huffs, taking pleasure in how the other boy scrunches his eyebrows together in frustration and ignoring the feeling that this guy seems vaguely familiar. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought. You can leave now. (laughs) You know what this is? This is when you don't have any assigned seats, but you all assign your own seats, and then one day you come in, and then there's a kid sitting in your assigned seat, and you're like, hey, dude, that is my seat, and then the other kid's like, we don't have any assigned seats, and then you're like, um, excuse you. (laughs) Exactly. He doesn't even wait for the other guy to say anything. Instead, he unfolds his arms, picks up his equipment kit, and makes his way to the edge of the plateau, careful not to step on any of the other odd, glowing equipment spread out across the terrain, because Lance isn't a total heathen. The amount of computers, machines, and papers set up along the plateau surprises Lance, though. He doesn't recognize half the equipment, but whatever it is... Aliens (laughs) gave it to him. Definitely. But whatever it is, it looks like this guy is doing some serious research. Weird research, but a frightening amount of it. 
Lance shrugs it off, though, because his research is much more important. And he sets down his kit once again, placing his therm- putting his thermos of coffee on top of it so his hands are free to push some of the guy's clutter away and make space for his tarp and telescope. Just a reminder, I am this other person, because clearly I'm there. <laughs> clearly. Behind him, he hears, What are you, a child? Hey, stop touching my stuff. Are you even listening? (laughs) Lance can hear the sound of footsteps shuffling towards him, as well as the growing indignation in the other boy's voice. But he doesn't stop what he's doing until a gloved hand smacks his wrist while he's trying to move what looks like a mini satellite. Stop touching my stuff, the boy says, scowling. Stop sitting in my spot, Lance replies, opening his kit and retrieving his standard blue tarp. He'd love to have the whole plateau, but his rational side reminds him that he really needs to start photographing or else his data may be skewed with further delay. He's cleared enough space for just his tarp, telescope, and laptop, so it'll have to do for now. Excuse me. I burped. (laughs) This is your spot. No. This isn't your spot, and you can't just take over my setup here. The boy crouches and starts to reassemble all the equipment Lance has pushed over, grumbling as Lance smooths out the corners of his tarp to perfection. While reaching back into his kit to grab the parts to his telescope, Lance tosses a glance at the other over his shoulder, making sure the boy catches the smuggest smirk Lance can possibly muster. It's public land, sweetheart. (laughs) The other guy rolls his eyes so hard Lance thinks it's enough force to toss his whole head back. Boys, boys, you can both share. Impossible. (laughs) There's a lot of plateau. There's plenty of plateau. Just, why can't <laughs> there ain't we enough plateau for the both of us. <laughs> can't we be friends? There's another page break. Do you want to take a turn reading? Sure. I'd love to take a turn reading. <clears throat> an hour and an hour later and halfway through his vanilla coffee, Lance looks up from the telescope eye hole and glances at the other boy who's staring out expectantly at the desert landscape, a stack of papers, photographs, in his lap. His leg is dangling over the edge of the plateau. Oh, is there a cliff here? It's a plateau. It's like a flat land, right? With, like, a drop-off. It's like a mountain with the top cut off. Oh, right. Okay, now I understand. Okay, they're staring expectantly at that, or at least the weird other guy is. Who knows who that one is? <clears throat> There's something incredibly familiar about this guy, and the more Lance thinks about it, the more he's sure he definitely knows a guy from somewhere. If not the permanent furrow of his brow and tense nature of his jaw, the mullet and the gloves were definitely tickling his memory. What are you doing here anyway? Hmm? The boy muses without looking back at Lance, looking for something. Lance takes a sip of his coffee and raises an, and raises an eyebrow. For what? This time, the boy tears his gaze away from the stillness in front of them and holds Lance's gaze, looking him straight in the eye. Aliens. <laughs> Lance lets out a raspberry that cri- that quickly transitions into a laugh. Wait, wait, let me remake that. <laughs> oh, there it is. He definitely wasn't expecting a guy with the broody face to crack a joke at this time of night. Good one, he says, still snorting. The guy says nothing, though, and continues to stare back at him, shoulders stiff and brow furrowed further. It takes a few seconds before Lance takes in the boy's body language and realizes he is not kidding, or he isn't kidding. Oh my god, Lance thinks, and awkwardly scoots in the uh, in the direction away from the alien guy. 
for the record, aliens do exist somewhere. They might just be like microbiotic things, but aliens exist somewhere in space. We haven't met them. I don't think we've met them. I do. Well, okay, you can be that guy. I can. <laughs> Considering the amount of sleep, okay, listen, like with how big the universe, <laughs> with how big the universe is, it's more likely that there are aliens than not. Yeah, so. I completely agree. I know there are aliens out there. <laughs> yes. Anyway, because I just don't think we've met them. It's a valid opinion. It's just wrong. What? What <laughs> we have met aliens, Briar? Tons of times. Okay. This isn't an alien podcast. This okay. is a- yeah, you can start your own conspiracy podcast. I won't be part of that. Because <laughs> the wildest thing I've heard is that the moon is a hologram. Considering the amount of sleep he gets a night now with his whole research project looming over his head, Lance barely commits the occurrences of the night to memory. He's way too busy trying to bribe his body to function with caffeine and absorbing the theory behind Vector Calculus and his methods of theoretical physics class to dwell on the weird guy who stole his spot to search for aliens. So when he makes the trek back to his research area that night, equipment kits and vanilla latte in hand, he does a double take when he spots a mysterious guy planted in his spot. Again. This time, he gives boy no warning. He simply stomps his way up to the edge of the plateau and starts moving equipment around like he owns a place. Which he does in his mind. The other guy starts not clearly not expecting company again, and that makes it two of them. And then protests, You again? Not sure what you expected. Lance retorts as he rummages through his kit to pull out his tarp. I did tell you this was my spot. The other guy scoots his equipment over before Lance can manage to accidentally kick it and begins fiddling with one of his weird devices. It's not your spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to keep reading? Do you want to keep reading or is it my turn? I, I don't really care. Do you want me to read? I would switch every two page breaks. All right. So now Briar's back to the whole um, mispronouncing words thing. Okay, wow. <laughs> it's a particularly cloudy night, so Lance isn't getting the kind of data he's hoping for. This frustrates the young astrophysics student, but it also is an opportunity for him to go to bed early and actually manage eight hours of sleep. Remember how we established earlier that Lance is a dreamer? Well, it's also worth pointing out here that Lance Jimenez is also a hardhead. He'd probably win a star- in a stubbornness contest with an ox if it came down to it. This trait, combined with his dream to be the best in everything, is exactly what makes him refuse the opportunity to sleep. In fact, he decides that his damn ass is not isn't going to be the one that gets up from his spot first. That's practically like forfeiting rights to the plateau. Plus, he's got two-thirds full of the thermos of nice vanilla coffee. He can manage to stay here for a hey, while. Briar, I've been running. Have you been pronouncing his last name as Jimenez? No. Oh, okay. I was confused because I thought I heard Jimenez. I don't know how to pronounce it, and I am sincerely sorry. <laughs> it looks it like up. Jimenez. Let's find out. Jimenez. Yeah, see? Jimenez. You could have said this earlier. I don't. Menace. I, th- I don't know. I can't see it. I'm salty. I'm sorry. I hate myself. I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> anyway, it's Lance Jimenez. 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 So he simply lounges there, laptop put away, but his telescope out so he can still look semi-professional. He's on his back, one arm resting underneath his head while the other cradles is the thermos. His phone is on his left next to his head, allowing a steady stream of calming Spanish lyrics waft into his ear as he, stu- 
stares at the star-littered sky. The sight is just as poetic as the music. A rustling sound next to Lance stirs him from the calmness of it all. Turning, to his, turning his head, he sees the other guy setting down his 8x10 photographs and clearing some space behind him as he lays down. As he, too, lays down with an arm behind his head. There's a rough sigh that sounds somewhere between frustration and exhaustion. Lance wonders just how long it'll be before this guy gives up and heads home. Now that he thinks about it, the guy looks to be in his early 20s, so probably around Lance's age. Is he a college student? Lance doesn't think he's seen the boy around campus recently, though. But the closest thing to this plateau that resembles civilization is a tiny college town. He'd have to be from around there, right? Then there was that nagging sensation that Lance definitely knows him from somewhere. Lance raked his eyes over the mystery that is this Asian guy leaning, lying next to him. Mullet aside, he's actually pretty good-looking. The kind Mullet of guy who... including. Shh. Mullet aside, he's actually pretty good-looking. The kind of guy who'd get a lot of attention even though he doesn't speak much and probably hits the gym at least four days a week. What's with all this mullet hate? Looking at him, you'd never guess he was a weirdo hunting for aliens at night. What are you looking at? The other guy asked defensively, and Lance only just realizes that the mullet boy is staring back at him. He doesn't really have much of an answer, so Lance just shrugs and says... You know you're not going to find any aliens, right? That's what you think. The other guy scrunches his forehead together. You don't know that. Uh, yeah, I do. Lance fires back, hoisting himself on his right elbow to gain a height advantage. I'm an astrophysics student. I know a thing or two about face... Face. Shut up! <laughs> I know a thing or two about space stuff. Whatever, the other guy huffs and goes back to staring up at the sky. Lance does the same, rolling his eyes while he's at it. He thinks he's imagining it when, a few seconds later, he, he swears he hears a They're there, whispered into the still night. He might have imagined it, though. In the end, Lance is the first one to get up and leave, since the other boy actually falls asleep right there on the plateau. Where he lives. <laughs> the brunette feels a bit bad about leaving him there, though, because annoying as the other guy might be, New Mexico is largely a desert, and nights in the desert can be pretty chilly. Particularly chilly. He doesn't know anything about the guy, though, let alone where he lives, or anyone Lance could call to come get him. He could wake him up, but the guy seems to be so deep in slumber it would be a crime to disturb him. He must be incredibly exhausted, Lance thinks, frowning. Eventually, he digs through the clutter surrounding the mystery guy and finds a duffel bag with a red pleather jacket inside. It's really not much, but it's all the guy's given Lance to work with. He spreads the jacket open and lays it across the guy's upper body, trying okay. to cover as much as he can. That's when he notices the gloves the guy is wearing are fingerless. Lance rolls his eyes so hard he's surprised they even go back that far. Who even wears fingerless gloves anymore? It's cool. I do. I wear fingerless gloves because they let me use my phone. I wear fingerless gloves because they're cool. Well, that's your problem. They're not fashionable, and they definitely were not going to help with the chill, so Lance gingerly lifts each of the guy's arms and tucks them across the guy's chest under the jacket. There. His good deed of the day finished. Lance picks up his equipment and empty thermos, shivers into his parka, and sets out for the 20-minute walk back to campus. All right, give me this. Okay, let's see. I'm telling you, Hunk, there's something up with that guy. Hunk lifts both his fl plates of food in the air and attempts to battle the dining hall traffic in order to reach their customary table. Lance mirrors him with his one plate, and Hunk finally answers when they and their food are all at the safety of an empty table. Just because he took your spot? Hunk asks, picking up three fries and dipping them into his wax paper ketchup cup. Lance unconsciously reaches over and plucks a fry off of Hunk's plate, an action Hunk has long since given up protesting against. Yeah, and because he was obsessed with aliens, Lance replies, tossing the fry into his mouth and picking up his fork to dig into his pasta. 
Also, where's Pidge? I think they're running late from lab. It's on the other side of campus, and their short legs can only carry them so quickly. <laughs> Hunk says, his mouth semi-full. And being obsessed with aliens doesn't mean something's up, you know. Maybe it's a coping coping mechanism or something. I mean, if he passed out on the ground in the middle of nowhere, he's probably tired and stressed out. You sure he doesn't go here? Lance, upset, Lance attempts to reply with a very full mouth, but stops, hips, but stops himself from doing so until he can swallow. Not because he's in danger of spewing man, marinara pasta over the table, but because he'll choke if he continues his formulating rants without a free mouth. <sighs> See, the beauty of Lance and Hunk's relationship is that they're, they'd both abandoned table manners the first day they'd had a meal together. If anything, this had taught Lance to swallow before speaking because he's quite known for his mealtime speeches and he's choked on his food enough times to make him consider swallowing before speaking. I don't know, Hunk. Have you seen a good-looking Asian dude with a mullet who happens to own a tacky pleather jack- red pleather jacket and fingerless gloves? I'm gonna reread that because I need to do that perfectly. I don't know, Hunk. Have you seen a good-looking Asian dude with a mullet who happens to own a tacky red pleather jacket and fingerless gloves? Double emphasis on the fingerless part, by the way, because how self-obsessed do you have to be? Lance pauses here in order to take another mouthful of pasta, gulping it down as quickly as he can, and then choking when he swallowed too much at once. <laughs> Same. Sometimes the way Lance abuses his esophagus gives Hunk high blood pressure. The point is, Lance continued once he successfully soothed, soothed his throat with a glass of water and has stopped coughing, a guy like that is bound to catch attention, especially in a college town like this, and I definitely haven't seen him around lately. Hunk raises an eyebrow as he reaches for another handful of fries. So, you think he's good-looking? Hunk gets a dramatic scoff and a roll of eyes in response. Of course, that's the one thing you pick up on out of everything I just told you. What I think is he, he is, for your information, is weird. Lance replies, reaching over for another one of Hunk's fries. Hunk immediately swats his wrist and shoots him a glare. It's the last french fry on the plate and, as generous as Hunk is, there's no way Lance is having it. Lance merely huffs and tucks the hand under his cheek, leaning his weight against him, furrowing his brow slightly. He does look familiar, though. Like, really familiar. But not too familiar. Briar, not now. But not too Briar, not no. familiar. We're cutting this out, Briar. You can't all... You can't it's keep... New Briar, we can't keep doing this. Like, real... Hey, I'm not gonna wanna. continue until you stop. Just say, hey, I wanna... Da, 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 da. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, you can continue. Okay. I'm gonna redo, re-say this sentence. And you better not do that again. He does look familiar, though. Like, really familiar. I can't exactly put my finger on it, but I've definitely seen the guy's face. Suddenly, Lance springs, Lance springs up in his seat, incredibly alert. It causes Hunk to drop the last fry from his fingers and groan in disappointment. Hunk, what if he's a spy? Who's a spy? Pidge sets their backpack down in the seat next to Hunk's with a very loud thunk, which prompts Lance and Hunk to both raise their eyebrows in questioning. The two have long since abandoned Pidge. The two, <laughs> the two have long since abandoned Pidge. No one cares about them. Poor Pidge. The two have long since abandoned asking what Pidge could possibly carrying. 
could possibly be carrying around in that massive backpack of theirs. It usually is in either Pidge explaining a science that is way above the other boys' heads, or Pidge being very cryptic about it all. Same. Computer, computer engineers these days. All those darn kids with all their computers and their engineering. <laughs> the guy. The good-looking guy. Very apparent. Very important detail to note, Pidge. That Solance's research area is apparently hug answers, trying not to giggle. Wait, 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 I said that in the wrong tone of voice. Who's this by? The guy, the good looking guy, very important deal to tell to note, Pidge, that Solance's research area is apparently research air. Research area is apparently hug answers, <laughs> trying not to giggle at Lance's annoyed face. Pidge looks thoroughly unimpressed, as if hearing accusations like these during their lunch break is completely ordinary. Then again, when you've got a group of friends like Lance, Hunk, and Pidge, anything becomes ordinary. Lance doesn't give up the conspiratorial look that he's now got in his eyes. Way to tell the whole story, Hunk. But listen, Pidge, it totally makes sense! The guy suddenly shows up with all his, with all of this really out-there equipment that definitely isn't in university property, because, trust me, I know if it were. And he just sets up all this stuff one night and keeps staring at the desert like he's waiting for something. And then he claims that he's looking for aliens! I bet you anything that the reason he's so familiar is because we've seen him around town, but, like, really discreetly. Like how in Inception, Leonardo DiCaprio says that our subconscious can only fill our dreams with people we've seen, even if we don't know we've seen them. Oh my god, what if he's spying on the school? My research! Who is he spying for? Lance... Pidge interrupts, folding their arms. You realize you sound like just as much of a conspiracy theorist as this mystery guy does? Huck nods in agreement and adds, Plus, no good spy would use aliens as a cover. Lance crosses his arms in indignation, especially annoyed with the conspiracy theorist's comment, and leans back in his chair as Pidge reaches for his unfinished bowl of pasta. I feel like I get more and more incomprehensible the more I talk. <laughs> Big mood. Okay, but it's the only thing that makes sense. More than aliens, anyway. Lance, you haven't even asked this guy for his name. You don't know anything about him. It's a bit far-fetched to start making wild accusations about someone you don't know, even for you. Pidge answers wisely, poking the pasta with the fork and scrunching their nose in slight disgust. Lance sighs heavily. It's not totally far-fetched if he stole my spot, he grumbles, then now beginning to deflate a little under his friend's rational arguments. I don't know, man. If he's there again tonight, maybe strike up some conversation with him, Hunk says. And then, before Lance can protest, adds, like, an actual conversation. Not a fighting one. Maybe he's actually pretty cool. Lance mumbles a little more under his breath, but eventually straightens again and leans in with his elbows on the table. Fine, whatever. But if he's here again and turns out to be a complete wacko, Hunk, I'm enlisting you as my bodyguard. Pidge, you'll be the stealth backup. You both will have to help me kick him off my plateau, the Rennet declares with pride and finality. Hunk tosses a questioning glance at Pidge, who just shrugs and braces themselves for another bite of dining hall pasta. Lance takes their silence as a guarantee of services. Okay, so, my review of this so far. Good job showing and not telling. There's a lot of furrowing of brows, but that's because your eyebrows are, do a lot of, you know, emotion things. Yeah. We're waggling our eyebrows at each other right now, by the way. Just to prove a point, I guess, about how they do stuff. <laughs> My review so far, I really like the characterization. Yeah. Especially of Lance. 
Mm-hmm. I really cool. like the way they made Lance a science student. Like, the way that that translates, you know? Lance from man, his... the science guy. <laughs> Lance man, the science guy. Lance, 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 Lance man, the science guy. Science, science rules. <laughs> anyway, we're at 45 minutes of recording. And we're gonna delete half of that. That's true. Um, and I'm getting tired. Same, my voice hurts. Well, my throat is just dry, that's it. So we're gonna take a break, and when we're back, we'll talk about the Voltron fandom. Okay. Hello, guys. It's now many days later. Yeah, we're back with, um, well, nothing much, really. With the donut pan? We're, we're back, back with, with the donut pan. But you don't get to use it. It's, it's ours. It's mine. It's Quinn's. It's mine. Anyway, we <laughs> promised that... Well, I promised yep. that we ta- would talk about the Voltron fandom. <laughs> yeah, what do I know about the Voltron fandom? It's always been at the edge of my periphery. And I hear that it can be pretty bad, the same way all fandom can be pretty bad. So what's so different about the Voltron fandom? It's not really that different. It's more that it's loud. Loud. A lot of people notice the Voltron... Like, okay, every fandom has a bunch of bad eggs in it. (laughs) Yeah. That's just a fact. And the amount of bad eggs is gonna be... Like, is gonna change based on how big the fandom is. Not necessarily much else. Yes. So, big, big, big fandoms like Steven Universe, like Homestuck like Voltron, are going to get a bad name. Voltron <laughs> has... Oh, boy. So... <sighs> I have been in the Voltron fandom since season one. Good job. You did it. I've survived the Voltron fandom <laughs> since season one. I watched Voltron season one when it came out. I haven't watched it since then. Yeah. So, the big thing in the fandom these days, in pretty much any fandom these days, is the discourse. Oh, I love... Actually, I was going to say I love the discourse, but I really hate the discourse. That's valid. I just pay attention to people I like and ignore anything I don't like. I really enjoy um, ruining my own life with other people's drama. Yeah, you need to stop doing that, (laughs) Brian. That's a problem you have. It's a problem that I have. I will admit to that. But this just means you know a lot about it, I guess. I do know a lot about it. So, I kind of want to talk about the most recent developments in the Voltron fandom, which I think are... Discourse on the gay. Oh, yeah. I, I think what I was going to say is I think the current discourse is more acceptable, at least the side that I'm on, (laughs) because, spoilers for season seven. You haven't even seen it. I refuse to see it. Okay. But I know the spoilers. Spoilers for season seven. Shiro's gay. Shiro's boyfriend dies. And two lesbian-coded characters are the homicidal lesbians and then are also, at least one of them is killed. As a gay, I am very (laughs) upset about this and refuse to watch season seven. I don't like it either, but 
I would rather watch something and then hate it rather than listen to other people say this is why it's horrible and just take it for their word. I might watch it someday, but I'll probably pirate it so that I don't give money <laughs> to them. Because I'm honestly really upset. Like, queer baiting is not okay. Yeah. And at least, well, in my opinion, they've kind of been queer baiting us from season one. Technically, I guess if he is, like, canonically gay, it's not queer baiting, but it, the barrier gays. But barrier gays. Barrier gays. Ayy. They've been queer baiting us in the form of giving us gays and then taking them away. And they were originally going to keep Shiro away. Away? The only reason that they brought Shiro back. Did he go somewhere? Yeah, he was. Did he, he go was, to the store to get some milk? Something like that. Actually, don't tell me. I want to watch it. Yeah. He was gone for a little while. I'll just say that. <laughs> And apparently the only reason they brought him back so soon was because they needed to sell merch. Okay. They were going to keep the one canonically gay character away from the show. And I'm upset about that. And there are some other things I'm upset about in the Voltron franchise. But, like, they're a lot easier for me to deal with. And I, honestly, I don't care if my ships become canon. I'll (laughs) deal. (laughs) But... I have a problem with queer baiting, and I have a problem with the bury your gaze trope. Yeah. You know, if you bury your gaze, at least dig them up later and make them trees. Yeah. Honestly, iconic. <laughs> Season I just two. made a reference that at least five people will get. Actually, no, no one will get it, because no one will listen to this. Because who knows us, really? I don't know me. You don't know me. Who are you? Why are you in my house? I'm just here for fun. So I'm looking up a specific tweet. It's my favorite tweet of all time, actually. Your favorite tweet of all time? Please tell us more, Briar. So Bex, who voices Pidge, made Ooh. this great Briar's tweet. being sarcastic. Briar doesn't like the person who voices Pidge. I don't like the person who voices Pidge. <laughs> I, I like, she's talented. I just don't like her. Um, I like her work with Fidge, and I don't know anything else about her, because, you know what they say, never meet your heroes, or never look at your heroes' Twitter, because they're gonna post some nasty things, probably. Okay, but the McElroys are are great. Yeah. I like the McElroys' Twitters. I actually just don't go on Twitter in general. I don't want to confirm my email Twitter. I'm just trying to find the tweet, so I can quote it accurately. You email. I should. I'm on the Fick Jokes Twitter. I should definitely confirm the email. <laughs> oh. We have an email? Yeah, we do. Cool. It's fickjokes at gmail.com. You can send us your fics, and we will read them. Hang on. I'm going to see this email myself. Aha! Here we go. Bex Taylor Klaus, at iBexWeBex, says, <clears throat> Season 7 is about war. About the casualties that amass when a world is locked in anger. It's not just a silly kids show about space cats. It's so much deeper. So much darker. It's raw and real regardless of its fantastical settings. War. War never changes. Oh my gosh. So that led to a bunch of like joke <laughs> tweets that I were incredible. That. I remember I love that. them. They're very good. So... <sighs> And there's a lot of discourse surrounding this, too. A lot of people are, like, just upset that Clance isn't canon. <laughs> which, like, so am I, but I'll deal with it. <laughs> Listen, 
if it's gay, it's probably not going to become canon. I've gotten used to that yeah, fact at this point. Yeah, let's just deal with it. If, unless it's an independent media, like, I, like, the Adventure Zone is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Unless it's made by people who actually care, it's not going to happen. So, I don't want to go too far into the discourse because I want to get back to this, like, really, really good fic. But I wanted to share a little bit about, like, that stuff. Because, I mean, we discussed the history of My Immortal. So, we gotta do something here. Okay, we're back. Are we? Yes, we are. Well, okay, if you say so. So, Quinn and I discussed, and we were talking about how we want to format the podcast when we're reading good fix. And we're doing it my way. We're doing it Quinn's way. And Quinn's way today is to read part of them for you, get you hooked, and then discuss it. <laughs> yeah, listen, this fic is 22,000 words long. We cannot read 22,000 words. I mean, I figured we'd split it up into different episodes, but I, I see where you're coming from, and let's go with this for now. Okay. <laughs> we discussed it off the podcast, and this is what we're going to do. Um, so we're going to discuss. We did some discussion of the Voltron fandom. We left a lot out of that. Because I don't there's know a lot any to, of the end stuff. There's a lot to confront in the Voltron fandom, but I'm sure we'll read another Voltron fandom. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot to confront in any fandom, honestly. And that's why this podcast is going to be so easy to fill with information. <laughs> <laughs> so let's rate the fic. I can rate the whole fic because I've read the whole fic. All Quinn, right. Refuses to read the whole fic. I mean, I can read the whole <laughs> fic in my own time if I wanted to. And so Quinn's just going to rate what we've read. Rate what we've read. Okay, I gotta say. Overall, 9 out of 10, because I read brunettes too many times in anime fics. That's valid. <laughs> Actually, you know what? 9.5 out of 10. Ooh. Because, you know, brunette, not that big a deal. There's a lot of showing, not telling, a lot of movement. You can, you know the environment. You know what the characters are doing. You know how they talk. They each have their own way of talking, and that's good. Yeah. That's my in-depth, in-depth analyses. Which I'm really good at, for the record. <laughs> Alrighty, so... You laugh at me, but I'm... I'm not laughing at you. Okay. Say so. <laughs> um... I'm going to rate it, hmm. <laughs> See, I'm bad at rating things, which is why I give these, these like, wild ratings that aren't actually numbers. So I'm trying to think of a creative one. I give it an Aliens out of 10. Good job. Because it's an interesting idea, and I believe in it and love it very much. And since you believe strongly in Aliens, then this is probably good. Yes, I believe in this fic. I love this fic. You believe in this fic? How, what does that mean? I think it's a real good fic, and I think it could go places. <laughs> Just like the aliens. Okay. <laughs> Point is, I really liked this fic. Like, in all seriousness, I loved the characterization. I loved the way the characters were written. I loved the dynamic between the characters. It was just all really well done. And characters are, like, my thing. They're what I really care about in Aww, a story. How nice. Yes. And I just really appreciated it. Also, non-binary Pidge is very good. Mm -hmm. I always appreciate a good non-binary Pidge. 
Um, the only two pidges I will accept, non-binary pidge, trans girl pidge. Yes, facts. <laughs> pidge is not cis, and that's just, cis. it's just the fact of life. Pidge is not cis. Pidge is not cis. Okay. So, we've rated the fic. Um, I would love to discuss the fic more than we have, but since we haven't read the whole thing, it's kind of tricky to do. I can't discuss anything anyway. I have no opinions. That's valid. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link to this one in the show notes. You guys should totally read it. Go give some views and some reviews and support this author, because without them, we wouldn't be able to make this episode. You know what I find wild? Everyone always says reviews, even after they've moved off fanfic.net. Yeah. That's okay. So, is there anything else we want to discuss on this episode? We are probably not going to be posting on Thursday nights anymore. Yeah, okay. So we originally were going to post on Thursdays because our first episode went up on Thursday and then I wanted to keep it weekly. But Briar is dead on weekdays. I am dead on weekdays. That's just a fact. And And Quinn kind of is, too. I'm... I guess. I mean, you're tired when you get home from work. Sure. We're both tired when we get home from work. And I've been having a rough time just functioning, so... um, We're going to be uploading on Mondays. Okay. So you can can listen to us along with your Mabimbims and your Ono, Ross, and Carrie's. What else updates on Mondays? Briar, I listen to two podcasts. That's true. Anyway. Want me to text my dad and ask him what podcasts come out on Mondays? No, that's fine. My dad listens to way more podcasts than I do. It's fine. The <laughs> <laughs> point is, we're going to update on Mondays. And uh, so stay tuned. So let's finish off the podcast. Okay. You can find us on Twitter at FickJokes. You can. Um, I will be posting things on the Twitter. Let's play a fun game and see if you can notice which ones Quinn posts. It'll probably be none of them. Well, <laughs> you don't know. I guess I don't. We both have the password to the Twitter, so it's a mystery. Um, we'll be posting fic recommendations, all that good, good, good stuff. Um, you can email us, ficjokes at gmail.com. And you can contact us either on Twitter or on um, email and send us your fic recommendations for us to read, preferably already approved for us to read. We don't want to talk to anyone. We don't like talking to people. It gets awkward. Randomly contacting people with a request is horrifying, and I don't want to do it again. Yeah. We've done it for a few fics, though. We, we're doing this for you guys. Just for you. Just for you, the one person listening to this. Thank you. Okay, there's at least two people listening to this because I got Desi and Emma to listen <laughs> to it. <laughs> so thank you to our two listeners. And if there are more listeners, thank you also. Um, can I plug my stuff? Okay. Um, I'm also an artist. You can find my art at uh, Briarpatch Arts on Tumblr, on Instagram. My website is briarpatch.space. Um... We both have Tumblr. We do. Uh, Quinn is Flower Salesman on Tumblr, and I am GayDragon-TM. I think that's it. We both have profiles and archive of our own. Mine is something. Oh, yeah. Briars is that snarky dragon. I almost forgot archive of our own. So, yeah. Mine is not literally something. It's, it's whatever, you know. 
Yeah, go go on a scavenger hunt for Quinn's fan fiction. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. <laughs> um, I think that's everything. Am I forgetting anything? Um, the donuts. We do have donuts happening. So, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Fic Jokes, and I love you. I love you.